Believe it or not, Canada Day is right around the corner. Congratulations to TJ and to Aaron M, proud new owners of four-pack of tickets to go see the Edmonton Riverhawks take on the Wenatchee Apple Sox. It's their Canada Day game, their biggest game of the year. You can come if you want to check it out. Go to riverhawksbaseball.com, check out their Canada Day game and celebrate our amazing country that we all call home with Canadian-themed fun, a citizenship ceremony, and of course, if you've been down to Remax Field, you know that it is a great view of the City of Edmonton fireworks show. So congratulations, TJ and Aaron M. Off to that game. You know, the fact that Canada Day is right around the corner also reminds us that this means kids are at home for the summer. So parents, how do you keep your children active and engaged over the summer and not falling into some bad habits like unhealthy eating patterns and way too much screen time? We're going to get into it right now with our guest, who's a professor at the Faculty of Kinesiology, Sport and Recreation right here at the University of Alberta, Dr. Valerie Carson. Thanks so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. You know, summertime is a time where it's pretty easy to fall into some maybe damaging habits, less than healthy habits for kids. We're talking about, you know, eating patterns changing and a lot more screen time. What are some of the uh, what are some of the risks that kids are facing with summer break? Yeah, and so um, my research really focuses on the yeah the screens and, and being physically active, and so we know when children are um, spending uh, excessive amounts of time on screens, it can impact not only their physical health from kind of the sitting, but also their mental health and their uh, social-emotional health. So uh, pretty important, of course, to address it, but also really difficult to do. Can you can you speak to a, a little bit about how screen time and behavioral changes are, are something that a lot of kids really fall into? Yeah, absolutely. And so it, it is really challenging. We live in a, a society right now where, you know, screens are kind of incorporated in everything that we do. And uh, it's things that parents are dealing with that parents in previous generations never had to deal with. So it's, it's absolutely a challenge. Um, over the summer, there's a few things that parents can do uh, to try and, and keep the screens in moderation. So uh, trying to set limits on duration. And so we have uh, national guidelines that recommend uh, no more than two hours per day on the screens. So maybe as a family kind of figuring out those two hours, if that's going to be on screens, kind of what's going to, what are they going to be doing and when they're they going to be engaging with those screens. Um, we want to try and avoid them during snacks and meals and right before bed. And if possible, trying to use them for kind of uh, what we call high quality use. So that might be like playing games on them, doing some reading, some activities on them versus kind of just passively viewing. It seems like, you know, the, the ask is really to just have um, more involvement from, from a parental perspective. Is that really the secret? Yeah, well, I mean, um, parents are huge role models for, for their kids as well. And so um, the, the limiting screen is tough for us too as adults. And so, um, you know, if we can work as a family together to, to do it as kind of a, a family, um, goal, set family goals and, and do it all together, I think that's going to make it a lot easier to, for, for the children as well. Are there certain age groups, doctor, that are more at risk for falling into some unhealthy patterns? Well, we know um, that children are starting to engage with screens that are super young age, like so way way earlier than than previous generations. So we have very young children who are who are on the screens, and that and that can impact um, children's brain development. 
Um, and then we kind of see consistently as kids get older, they, they spend more and more time on the screens. And so kind of across the board, we see that there is some negative consequences if they're spending too much time on it. And, and that's taking away from uh, other activities that are important for growth and development. You you mentioned on the outset, you know, that it's not just about the physical risks that kids could be up against. It also has to do with the fact that, you know, maybe their mental and emotional development could be could be something that could be damaged with too much screen time and too much isolation from others. Can you expand on that? Yeah, absolutely. So there's research to show that um, uh, even just with interaction, so it would be better to be interacting with friends and family when possible, um, face-to-face versus through the screens. And um, especially with older children and adolescents, um, lots of research coming out around social media and how that can have really negative impacts on um, mental health. So uh, again, it's not just the time. The time is important too, but it's also thinking about what what are children and youth doing when they're on their screens what are they consuming Uh, and so as parents just being kind of aware of that and making sure we kind of know what what's going on when they're when they're using those screens what about other areas of health that kids need to be aware of what about how important is it to maintain some semblance of a routine that's similar to the school year and uh, you know get adequate amounts of sleep and not be staying up too late Yeah, and so um, within our um, guidelines that we have in Canada around the screens, we also have recommendations around uh, physical activity and around sleep. And so um, it's common around summertime for some of those sleep kind of habits to to fall kind of by the wayside. And so um, when possible, you know, there's always exceptions and there's going to be days where this doesn't happen. But trying to maintain those bedtime routines that we have for for children and and trying to have the consistent bed and wake times, even in the summer, um, can help with kind of good quality sleep and then that can help as we transition back in September uh, back to school. You know if a family is looking at a situation that probably is very common where the parents are working during the day and the kids are at the age where maybe they can be at home how do you sort of police their activity or, or monitor what they're up doing? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I mean, um, ultimately this summer, uh, you know, we have such short summers in Alberta. And so I think the more that we can get uh, children um, outside and, uh, you know, enjoying the, you know, all the different uh, splash baths and playgrounds and different festivals that we have going on uh, in Alberta and Edmonton and just um, really trying to get outside as much as possible, um, that can kind of uh, also help limit, limit the time they're spending on screens. Okay, Dr. Carson, thank you so much for your perspective. Really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Of course. That's Dr. Valerie Carson, professor at the Faculty of Kinesiology, Sport and Recreation right here at the University of Alberta, talking about how to keep your children active and engaged over the summer.